Greetings, Patriot. This is Perry Green with God in America, and I'm in Cabot, Arkansas today. I've been taking care of my daughter and her little boys after some surgery. And while I'm here, I have the privilege of visiting with Buddy Merritt. He is the owner of the Mean Pig Barbecue in Cabot, and he is a Christian businessman. Several years ago, one of my teachers at graduate school told us that the real missionaries in America are our Christian businessmen. So I wanted to take the opportunity to visit with him and talk with him about his business as a Christian and how it's affected his community. So, buddy, thank you for taking time to be with us today. No, thank you for the invitation. We were just visiting a little bit before we started the interview, and I've got to tell you that Buddy's a very impressive man. He has he is walking the walk as a Christian. And uh, tell us the story about how your restaurant is the boat. So when we first built this property, I had just retired from the Air Force and didn't have any job history. So I approached two local banks to borrow a rather substantial sum of money to build my business. And as I did so, I prayed to God for the understanding to understand that if I get the money, I'm to do this business in his way, not mine. But if I didn't get the money, I asked him for the patience and the understanding to understand and accept why I didn't get the money. Well, within two days, I got a phone call from both banks and they had approved my business loan. And as years went by, I got a little cocky. And I refer to this, this business as my boat. During the storm when Peter was on the boat with the rest of the disciples and the storm came in and Jesus called him to walk on the water. Jesus called me to walk on the water. Well, I stepped out of the boat and I'm walking towards him and, and I put my fingers underneath my collar and I kind of pop my collar and I say, God, look what I did. I did this and I did that and I did this. And God quickly put me in my place. He said, no, son, you did not do that. He said, I did that. And I lost probably 50% of my business within weeks. And I got on my knees and I said, God, please help me. I need to save my business. What do I need to do? He says, you need to run that business as a Christian. You need to represent my values. Remember that it's me that's doing that and not you. So with that said, I pray to work. I'm on my way to work every day for God to, to help me emulate him and what I say and what I do and reflect his, his love and grace in the way I run my business. That's terrific. And, and one of the things we were talking about, it, my daughter, as I mentioned, had some serious back surgery and uh, is recovering. It's almost the third week of her recovery. And one of the things that really came out was that Buddy had her stop by on her way to have her surgery, and he prayed over her. And I'm grateful for that, and Laura was grateful for that. But as we were talking, Buddy does this on a regular basis with folks. And tell us about how you, how you interrupt your day for folks to, to pray over them or to encourage them. As they, as they come here for meals, you, you take time for them. Well, you know, most of us are in such a hurry. We find someone with a need and, and we tell them, oh, I'll add you my prayer list. And inevitably, we forget their name, we forget their reason, or whatever it may be. So I make a point when I know someone's having a rough day, I'll stop what I'm doing, irregardless of how many people are in line waiting to, to place an order. And I ask my customer or my guest if I can hold their hand and I pray with them. And it's a simple prayer. I just ask for God to, to give them grace and to show them love and to help them navigate through the waters that they're in right now. And most recently, I did that with a young lady. And as I finished the prayer, she started crying. And she informed me that she had lost her mother last year to COVID, and she had just lost her father the day before. And she thanked me, and she hugged me, and she walked out the door. 
And I've done this more times than I could tell you over the last few years to make that point, to touch someone's life, to change someone's life, and just let them know that God's love and God's grace is sufficient to get through whatever you're facing. Yeah, very good. And I've been interviewing, as, as those of you that have been listening know, I've been interviewing preachers. I have been a preacher. And one of the things that excites me about talking with Buddy is that a lot of times preachers get so consumed with dealing with church members and all the issues that churches and church members have that we aren't able to deal with the folks out in the world that we need to be telling about Jesus. And Buddy's doing that. Buddy's being a missionary right here in his restaurant. And how exciting would it be for you to come into a restaurant dealing with an issue that you might have and the owner of the restaurant stop what he's doing and, and take you uh, off to the side and pray with you over, over whatever is going on in your life. And that's just a tremendous uh, example of, of reaching out to folks that have needs and, and so on. So I'm excited just to, to be around, Buddy. This is, this is fun for me to, to know some of the things that's going on. And one of the things he showed me when we came in to do the interview, we were interviewing in his restaurant. He set up a, uh, some tables where he's got 13 meals prepared or looks prepared uh, in memory of those 13 that were killed in Afghanistan. And Buddy, tell us a little bit about, uh, about your reason for doing that. I'm retired in the United States Air Force. I spent time in Saudi Arabia, Korea, and I spent a period of four years where I was gone from my family for four days a week for four years. My kids were all little. So I know the sacrifices that are, that are asked of our military men and women. And these 13 brave souls paid the ultimate sacrifice. They gave it all. So we have, as you said, some plates set up on the, on the table with 13 meals. And what I, we're going to do is, for the entire month of September, every meal that we sell, we're going to donate a dollar to an organization that will somehow get this money to the families of the fallen victims. And that, that's tremendous. My dad was Navy. I figured out one time that uh, he, was, he was in the Navy for 24 years. And when I graduated from high school, I figured that I had my dad for half of my life. So I understand some of the sacrifices that these guys make. And, Buddy, I appreciate you for your willingness to do that. And certainly when we think about these guys paying the ultimate sacrifice uh, really for us, those folks put the uniform on for us. And they don't, <laughs> they don't know me. They may not know you. But they're out there uh, defending us and our Constitution. And it's a tremendous uh, sacrifice that obviously those families have made on our behalf. They have given us this right to do what we're doing right Ab now. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have, we, we have so many privileges and rights that we've taken for granted, and those guys are the reason we have them. I saw a sign one time that said, if you can read, thank a, thank a teacher. If you can read English, thank a, a, a veteran. That's right. And so that's right. That's, I think that's the way it is. And, and so we have a great history in America, but, but it, it's ongoing. It, doesn't, it didn't stop in 17... 87 it, it kept going and so so much to those uh, folks that put on the uniform and and my family my dad and and his brothers were uh, were in the military and 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 buddy obviously and so we're grateful for for those for you buddy and for for those that have been uh, willing to sacrifice in so many ways on our behalf but, but let's talk a little bit about the business. We, as I mentioned, you're advancing the kingdom here because of your business. And as a, as a Christian businessman, what advice would you give to other Christian businessmen who might want to engage the community and, and be kind of missionaries in their businesses? Put God first. 
don't be ashamed of him because he tells us if you're ashamed of me I'll be ashamed of you in front of my father yeah so stand up stand up for what you know is right maybe a little uncomfortable when you first start doing it but the more you do it the more comfortable you become and the more real you become as you do that it will no longer be rehearsed or, or acted it'll come from your heart some of these people that I pray with I become more emotional than they do because I know because the promise that we have we'll get to see those that have gone on before us and like a lot of you have lost your mom or your dad or your siblings I too have and I long for the day when I can be reunited with them I can't wait to see the face of Jesus Christ himself and hug him but I miss my mom and dad sure and I know by serving Jesus that I will one day get to stand before him and be welcomed into his kingdom. And like the old adage you see or you've seen where you tell one person, they'll tell two people, and they'll tell two, two, two people, and so on. I want that to be me. I want when I stand in front of Jesus Christ that he looked, he says, look, turn around. Look at those people that you've changed their lives by a simple word, a hug, a prayer, a kind word. Is it easy? No. Some days I don't want to be that way. But when I'm not, I always ask God to help me to turn back in that direction in the way that I need to be. How is, easy is it to be a Christian? <laughs> it's not always it's that not easy. easy. That's right. I told you earlier, it stinks. Yeah. It's not always easy. Yeah. You know, God never told us we'd have a rose garden. Right. He right. said, you'll have your battles. Yeah. And we do. And, and the, the key is, is faith through the, through the process. And that's here. But let, let's do another thing. Let's, what, what advice would you give to churches in this day and time? kind of like I was telling you earlier, I mean, you know, wherever you're comfortable and where you feel like your, your spirit is being fed, you need to go there. But I think every once in a while the preachers need to give a, a how-to lesson, not necessarily play the music and shine the spotlights and have a big party, but you need to give a lesson on, on how to keep from going to hell and how to go to heaven and what God expects of us. As I told you earlier, our lesson yesterday at church was in Kings 18, where Elijah returns and tells, uh, can't remember his name, but tells him, hey, look, you need, to, you need to get out here and do this. And he says, are you not, do you not remember what I just did? And Elijah tells him, it doesn't matter what you just did. Every day, we are to perform for God. We're not a retired Christian. Right. We are active with our faith every day. Everything we say, everything we do. Because our actions may keep someone from going to church, and it may draw someone to the church. That's right. That's right. I didn't grow up in a church. I was converted when I was 19. And one of the things that drew me into ministry was a desire to reach people with the gospel. And that's been frustrating for me because churches get involved, turn inward, and they get involved with their, their things. But, but, buddy, you're right. If, if our churches will just step up and speak out and, and live it out on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, our communities will change. And if the communities change, the state changes. And if the state changes, then the country changes. And it just keeps going. And so uh, in, in your view of, of all that's going on, we've got, we've got mm -hmm. issues in, in, in Afghanistan. We've got issues with... Uh, with viruses and all those kinds of things, but but what are you seeing as the the key issues that that you're concerned about? Well, obviously those two that you just named, uh, concerned with where our country is going, not necessarily politically, but more spiritually and religiously. Yeah. yeah. Because it doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican. If you're a Christian, we should all have the same values. Yes. And as Christians, if we could get behind the politicians and get them to stand behind the Christians, 
then I believe our country would be in a much better place. Absolutely. I believe we have turned our back on God so much that God is pointing his finger at different demographics of this world and, uh, and taking control, showing the world that, hey, you know what? This is still my, my creation, and I'm going to show you what I want you to do. And by not following him, much like Job, he's going to turn him to salt. Sure. He's going to destroy him. Yeah. Job went through everything, but he never lost his faith. And that's what we need to do. No matter the trials we're facing, no matter your political unrest, your military unrest, or wherever you're most uncomfortable at, as long as you keep your faith and keep your eyes focused on God himself, we're going to get through this. Good. It's all just a test. Yeah, it is a test. And faith is the key in every, in every level that, this, that we're engaged. Now, during the lockdown, how did your business survive the lockdown? You know, by the grace of God, the city excuse me, the state is doing a highway widening construction job in front of our business. Yes. And they acquired a large amount of property from me. And with the money that they, that they paid me to buy that property, I was able to build a drive-through carryout window okay. about six months before this happened. So I refer my, to my drive-through as my God wink. Yes. God was, was preparing us for this lockdown he knew that, that he still had plans for, for me, my son, the rest of my staff, the business that we have here, to be used for his glory. So he enabled us to build this drive-through and continue to prosper in spite of the lockdowns. May not have struggled, but you had- We had issues. Yeah. Yes, we had, we had some issues, but God is faithful. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend that talks about providence, providence, and previdence. Sometimes we get things ahead of time because we're going to need them. But we don't know about it. Yeah, that's right. Not once in a million years. I've fought that drive-through for 20 years. I don't want to drive through. It's, I have to have too much more equipment. Yeah. And it costs too much more money to, to, to run. If I wouldn't put that window in, we wouldn't be sitting in this building right now. Right, right. And so you <laughs> you were wise in, in, in t taking advantage of what was there. And, and again, this is all a God thing. You never know what God's doing until it happens. Well, you know, it's like the, the story you hear about the, the guy sitting on the roof of the, in, the, in the flood. Good. And you send a boat. Good. Come on, get in the boat. No, God will take care of me. Pretty soon, another boat comes by and says, come on, get in. No, God will take care of me. Pretty soon, a helicopter comes by. Come on, get in. He goes, no, God will take care of me. Then he dies. So he stands before God and says, God, why didn't you take care of me? He said, I tried three times. You told me no. That's right. Yeah, and God always works through people. And that, that and that's another issue I'm learning through this whole last year is that God really works through people. And if there are injustices going on in the world, it's because we let injustice go on. And God wants things fixed, but he works through us. He doesn't just wave a magic wand. That's right. And so even in your business, God's working with and through people and through you and dealing with your customers uh, and you're presenting a, a Christ-like view for folks and what a powerful thing that is. As we engage the culture, as we live in the world we're living in, uh, the eyes of faith are, are so critical. So that's why your boat story is good. When Peter was sinking, he looked to Jesus and, and right. Jesus pulled him out. And so that's what, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, my son is a huge part of this business. He's my He's my partner. We bounce things off each other. And he, too, has sat down with, with some of our guests and, Good. and counseled them and talked with them and prayed with them and cried over them. And we most of the time, we play a faith-based music oh, in, in the dining Good. room. And people come in, and 
and seven out of ten times, maybe eight out of ten times, people will will be appreciative. You see them mouthing the words of the song as they're waiting for their meal. Very good. You see them enjoying it. Very good. Well, I know it's a it's a bright spot in this community, and, and my I, again, I don't want to keep going back to my daughter, but uh, my daughter loves you and loves coming here and, and loves your food. And do you have a website that folks could look up? We do. We have a website, meanpig.com or mean, themeanpigbbq.com. Either one of those will take you there. We have a Facebook page. We don't have an Instagram. We don't have all that other stuff. I try and maintain everything myself, so it's a little difficult at times. But if you want to, uh, if you want a good meal, and you want to hear an encouraging word, if we see that you're down, please come in. Very good. Very good. Now, is there any connection before we close? Is there any connection with the Mean Pig and the University of Arkansas? None. Okay. In fact, when we trademarked our logo, we had to go through the Collegiate Association oh, really? and get the University of Arkansas to sign off saying that our mean pig wasn't representative okay. of the University of Arkansas. Okay, well I didn't know if maybe you had connections with, yeah. with the folks there. <laughs> Whether you do or not, people think of it. <laughs> so that was the first thing I thought of when I heard your, the name of your yeah, restaurant. I had not thought of that, yeah. And so, uh, so anyway, that's that's fine. And Buddy, thank you again. I appreciate your time. I. I wanted to, to do something different than just talk to preachers because preachers have one perspective, the guy in the trench has another one. And so you're dealing with folks face-to-face -face in happy times. A lot of folks come here and they're having a good time and enjoying things, but then there are folks that come in and, and they're down in the dumps for, for various reasons. My mother just died and I'm headed for the funeral later this week. You know, you never know who you're going to deal with, what's going on. And so she just passed away yesterday. I'll be headed up there to do her funeral, actually. And I thought about First Thessalonians where Paul told them that we do not grieve as those who have no hope. Amen. We, we grieve, but not like folks who have no hope. And so you're helping people in difficult times and in difficult ways. And, and, and I just want to thank you for that. And thank you for your time with us, but also thank you for who you are and what you're doing here. I'm just who I am. <laughs> so as we close, I hope you'll continue listening in. Uh, we're going to have various interviews with various kinds of folks through the coming months. And as always... When we close, I want to encourage you to keep the light burning. Mm -hmm.